Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Right now, we have two weather stories that you need to know about. With showers moving through the area and the WRAL severe weather team tracking Hurricane Lee, a Category 3 storm with winds nearly 120 miles per hour. Good evening and thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Julian Grace. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione is in the WRL Severe Weather Center and Anthony, some light showers are moving across the radar right now. Yeah, Julian, certainly a little bit busy here across most of our viewing area. This is some good Sunday evening napping weather, if you will, because we don't have severe weather on the way. At this point, we're not really even seeing any thunderstorm activity, but it is certainly coming down there. You see the radar sweeping around around Clayton or the Triangle, Raleigh, just to the east of Apex. And you're also this band is kind of pushing closer to Benson, Dunn, even towards Smithfield here as we go probably in the next, let's say, 30 minutes or so. You get a little bit farther north. It's fairly spotty. Henderson looking dry at this point. Lewisburg, though, a few light showers in your area and to the east. Those will probably head toward the Red Oak and Rocky Mountain area here fairly shortly. And down to the south of Fayetteville, I-95, just to the east of there toward Lumberton. We're also seeing some shower activity. So you get the picture. It's a little bit spotty, but if you're headed out this evening, let's say for dinner, I would have the umbrella handy just in case we will continue to watch those storms, though. Let's talk about the tropics here. Hurricane Lee, this is the latest advisory, 120 mile per hour wind. So this was a Category 2 hurricane. It is starting to re intensify as expected. There is the latest track from the Hurricane Center. This still takes it up to a Category 4 hurricane into our Monday and Tuesday. Very close to Bermuda there as a Category 1. The model plots very good agreement here. Thankfully, the next couple of days to show that tight consensus getting close to, unfortunately, Bermuda there. And Julian, as we head up toward Nova Scotia, we could be talking about a potential landfall. We will go over here the tropics, though, in detail. We have more storms to talk about and some, dare I say, fall-like weather on the way. I'll show you that here in a few minutes. Yeah, and those storms are still moving through right now. That rain is coming down pretty hard. Yeah, certainly. All right, Anthony, we'll see you later. New at 6, police have said people who are in custody, people are in custody tonight after finding anti-Semitic flyers in a Wake County neighborhood. WRL's Willie Danley is live there now after hearing from people who live around that area. Willie. <laughs> Well, Julian, I'm here in the Elizabeth Springs neighborhood in Roseville, where these anti-Semitic flyers were left on people's driveways in this neighborhood. Take a look at this video that we captured. You can see all of those baggies in front of homes in this community. Several people that I spoke to that live here tell me it's extremely unsettling and disturbing that somebody distributed these in front of their homes. One man that I spoke to is a Marine, and he said he's disturbed because he fought this. He fought for this country and people to have those rights, and he's very 
disappointed that this is how someone's going to use them. We're told that people that the people responsible for distributing these are in custody of the Roseville police. But so far, there's no word on if any charges are going to be filed. We're going to continue to follow this story and keep you updated with the latest information as it comes. Back to you, Julian. Well, all right, Willie Danley reporting live for us in North Wake County. Thank you. We're learning more today about the horrible crash that killed the owner of a popular UNC apparel store and his son last week. That store, Classic Carolina on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, has been closed for the last few days. Video today shows a makeshift memorial in front of the door. Truva Kalani owned the store. We spoke with one of his daughters today. Crystal Kalani shared more pictures of the family. And this one, Chris is in the middle and his father is on the right. Crystal tells us Wednesday night, a driver was speeding down Mount Pisgah Church Road in Apex, crossed the center line and hit Chelani's vehicle head on. Wife and mother, Nina, was also in the car and was injured. She required, required surgery. Chris, a popular TikTok influencer, was poised to take over the family-owned company. The entire family was well-known and loved, especially in the Chapel Hill community. A GoFundMe site established for the family has raised more than $55,000. Police arrested a man in connection with a large police scene overnight in Raleigh at Capitol Club Court and New Hope Road. Raleigh police tell us they responded to shots fired in the area of Domain Apartments. Officers found shell casings scattered on the ground. Then more shots went off. We were told no shots were fired by officers and nobody was hurt. Police arrested 24-year-old Jaquan Holmes. He faces misdemeanor charges of discharging a firearm in city limits and going armed to the terror of the people. We have new information about a deadly shooting in Durham. Police identified the victim as 23-year-old Romero Bent of Durham. It happened on Hunt Street shortly after midnight. Police say responders rushed Bent to the hospital where he died from his injuries. Police believe this is an isolated incident. There are no arrests so far. Rescuers in Morocco are desperately searching for survivors from Friday's powerful earthquake. More than 2,100 people, 2,100 people are confirmed dead. And rescuers warn the toll is still expected to rise. In the city of Marrakesh, many residents spent the second night sleeping on the streets, too afraid to return to their homes. Today, I spoke with Muhammad Naji of the North Carolina Moroccan American Group. He tells me there are serious challenges when it comes to providing help. There are some remote areas that they are not accessible at all. Uh, areas around uh, the suburb of, of Marrakesh, uh, that's in the center of Morocco. Uh, they need food. They need, uh, you know, uh, ironically, the good news is there's a lot of people are opening their doors there. They're uh, uh, even doctor, the, uh, the doctor's offices. They're opening their offices and they're, uh, they're taking care of people for, you know, for free. The local Moroccan community fear there may be more dead once the rubble is cleared. Fayetteville police are investigating a recent sexual assault. Police say yesterday morning someone entered a home on Chasen Ridge Drive and assaulted the person living there. Officers did not release a complete description of the suspect. They're asking for the community's help in finding that person. A man police say tried to burglarize two of his neighbor's homes in North Raleigh has a first court appearance tomorrow. 31-year-old Keith Ruthard is in jail under a $100,000 bond. Police responded to a burglary call on Honey Church Street around 4.45 in the morning, but the suspect ran off. While officers investigated, they received a second burglary call on the same block less than an hour later. 
Police say they rushed to the second burglary scene and arrested Rutherford. Izzy State Police sent out a crime alert about a vehicle theft. The crime happened in the Sullivan lot. Police say a gray 2023 Toyota Tacoma pickup truck was parked in the lot. It had been parked there overnight when someone stole it. The truck has a Florida license plate. So far, there is no suspect description. Anyone with information should call the University Police Department. Tomorrow will mark 22 years since the tra tragic events of 9-11, which forever changed our nation. It remains the worst act of terrorism ever on American soil. More than two decades later, we continue to remember the nearly 3,000 people who lost their lives in the attack. And we honor the first responders who risked and sacrificed their lives to save anyone they could. In honor of Patriot Day, flags will be flown at half-staff across the state tomorrow. Fort Liberty invites the public to commemorate that day with the 9-11 Remembrance Ceremony. That will be at the Eternal Flame at the Fort Liberty Main Parade Field beginning at 8.30 in the morning. The North Carolina National Guard will hold a memorial ceremony at the Joint Force Headquarters in Raleigh. That's at 8.45 in the a.m. on Gold Star Drive. The city of Rocky Mount will hold its annual ceremony at 10 a.m. And that will be at the flagpoles outside the municipal building on South Franklin Street. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are 0-1 on the year after losing 24-10. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young did have some bright spots, though. In the first pro game of the season for him, he also made some rookie mistakes. The number one overall pick did find a rhythm at one point in the game with a pair of scoring drive drives. WRL Sports' Pat Welter will join us live from Atlanta with highlights, including a look at Young's first career touchdown pass and reaction from the team. All of that later in sports. Hundreds of people teamed up in Chapel Hill today to try to defeat childhood cancer. Ahead, how the community is raising money and awareness, and the Tar Hill fans know just how to do that. Then as we take a live look outside, the rain is coming down with showers moving through our area. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione has the full forecast to plan your week next. Uh, we're taking a look at this right now. You see the tall tower, tower cam there in the shot from Raleigh. The rain is coming down. The storm's moving in. And Anthony Baglione will have more on all of this in just a moment. Welcome back. Hundreds of people laced up in Chapel Hill today to dribble for a purpose, the goal to defeat childhood cancer. As September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. WRL's Laura Levine shows us how the community is raising money and awareness the best way Carolina fans know how. Hundreds of people came out to UNC's Carmichael Arena, but for this game, everybody's on the same team, battling to advance research for pediatric cancer. A sea of Tar Hill blue and white made waves as more than 400 people dribbled for victory. For many, this one-mile course through campus is personal. To us, it holds immense importance. Um, we, my nephew, 14, got diagnosed uh, two years later. We lost him in um, early May. Jessica Gaspar played for UNC women's basketball from 95 to 99. She's back on her home turf, helping this cancer fighting team in honor of her nephew, Nick, a Tar Heel fan. He was a jokester. All he, he cared about is just putting smiles on everybody's face. He never complained, always fought that battle and always moved forward. So 
His memory will live on through us. Kids like Nick, Mason, Aiden, and Madison were motivation for these families. As they cheer alongside supporters, UNC student athletes and coaches joined the front lines to raise funds. In the United States, over 15,000 children and adolescents are diagnosed with pediatric cancer each year, and that's too many. Uh, we need research to keep driving forward to figure out how can we attack this thing? How can we create gentler treatments that are a better fit for kids and their growing bodies? The V Foundation partnered with the Pediatric Cancer Research Foundation. In the past three decades, the V Foundation has funded more than $310 million in cancer research grants. There's an energy that you just can't deny. Um, it's families, it's kids, it's athletes, it's organizations who are all coming together with this shared passion for giving kids kids the healthy, beautiful future that they deserve. We were unfortunate, but, you know, we want to just give back to those families that are currently going on, are going through this, and hopefully in years to come, you know, we can fight this battle together. And Dribble for Victory doesn't stop here at UNC. The next event, they're going to head to the Rivals Court at Duke. But, of course, everyone fighting for the same cause. That event's going to be on October 7th. Laura Levine, WRL News in Chapel Hill. What a great cause. Now the Jasper family created the Nick Strong Foundation shortly after he passed. You can read more about it at WRL.com. Anthony, those showers are still hanging around. Yeah, we saw a very similar story to what we saw yesterday, Julian. These are coming through. It's making for kind of a, a good nap evening, if you will. Hang inside, watch a movie, just enjoy your Sunday night, and then they'll pass on through. We're not expecting any severe weather, and we're not seeing any thunderstorms right now. But, of course, across most of our viewing area, this is pushing through. Let's take a look here at the live sweep on radar. Gets you kind of oriented with what we're seeing right now. We head toward right around where the radar is sweeping around there. Clayton, Wendell, you can see it's coming down just to the east of Fuquay Arena. I think it's it's still probably sprinkling though here for Fuqua Verena, Holly Springs. Fairly heavy coverage as you head up toward the city of Raleigh, just to the east of Apex. Let's say traveling on I-40. Gets a little bit more sporadic as you head up to the north here. Henderson looking pretty calm. Right around Lewisburg though, maybe seeing some. And this is kind of all pushing down to the south and east at the moment. We head a little bit farther to the south around Lumberton, just to the south of Fayetteville. That's where we have kind of our last batch that we're watching right now. Going forward here on Futurecast, we will continue this coverage probably for the next couple of hours. So if you have Sunday dinner plans, you're headed out. I would toss the umbrella in the back of the car just in case. Tomorrow morning, though, will be quiet. Back to work and school looking good here through the majority of the day. We go into the afternoon, though. That's when we have that chance, at least, for just a pop-up shower or storm. I want to talk about kind of what's sparking this and also some changes on the way here that could bring some fall-like weather. We have this stationary front that, as the name implies, really does not move much. It's going to be sticking around here with us the next couple of days before it kind of fizzles out. There is Tuesday evening. The cold front that we're expecting is back to the west. So Tuesday evening we could see some showers even into Wednesday as that front moves on through. This is the same cold front though that's going to keep Hurricane Lee offshore. You can see it kind of approaching there on the side of your screen. It acts as a forcing mechanism if you will to kind of push this away from the United States if you will. Once that cold front comes through that's going to be good here as far as Hurricane Lee and behind it we 
are talking about some big time changes. I had to break out the fall like tie because this is what we're starting to feel like here into our Wednesday, Thursday and Friday temperatures in the low to mid 80s. The bigger story here. We talk about our muggy meter. Look at that big drop that we're talking about, especially Thursday and Friday. We see very comfortable temperatures. You're going to walk outside and it's just going to be a breath of fresh air feeling more like fall. So I know a lot of people are excited about that. And that's certainly going to be a welcome change for us. Let's talk here briefly about Hurricane Lee, 120 mile per hour system. It is a category three hurricane. We've seen it re intensifying today. The current track still takes this very close to Bermuda as a category one hurricane. The model plots very good agreement here that this is going to stay offshore of the United States. Very close though here to New England and heading up toward a potential landfall in Nova Scotia. We have a couple other areas we're watching that could develop farther. You see this one, this 40% chance there and 20. Those are kind of going to merge, if you will, and we'll watch that as it pushes across the Atlantic. But look at those temperatures here. 91 on Tuesday, so still hot. 85 by Wednesday. Julian, we're seeing morning wake up temperatures in the 50s here later on this week, so it's going to be a nice forecast. It will be. Thanks, Anthony. The Bryce Young era is off and running, but probably not in the direction he had hoped for. Get your palette ready. When we come back, Pat Welcher joins us live from Atlanta to break down what went wrong in the season opening loss for the Panthers. After sitting out a pair of practices, Carolina Panthers pass rusher Brian Burns returned to the field on Wednesday, admits that contract dispute, and despite being no closer to an extension, Burns made the trip to Atlanta with the team and decided, you know what, hey, I'm going to let my actions do the talking. And boy, his play spoke loudly. We'll have more on that in just a moment. But of course, the big story today. It marked the official start of the Bryce Young era. Everyone, you know, they want that quick fix at QB. But I think what we learned today at the Falcons is that it's going to be maybe a little bit of growing pain. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a place where Bryce Young won the SEC championship. Now, here we are, Brian Burns, making it clear he's ready to get paid in the first quarter alone. He had a sack and a half, a forced fumble, and a tackle for a loss. That strip sack has the Falcons punting. Great opening drive for the Panthers, but it's going to stall on fourth and one as Chuba Hubbard is stuffed. More growing pains for Young and the Panthers' offense. The pass here is picked. One of two on the afternoon for the rookie QB. The trailing 7-0 here. Young, though, settles into the second quarter. Play action to Hayden Hurst, and we were all tied at 7 heading into the half. Third quarter, though, turnovers continue to be Carolina's downfall after another young pick led to a field goal. Miles Sanders going to cough it up here. It's recovered by Atlanta, and that leads to Tyler Algeyer. He's going to run on in and reach for the pile on. Three turnovers lead to 17 points. Fourth quarter, the Falcons would put it away. 24-10, the final. Let's bring in WREL's Pat Welter live in Atlanta. Pat, not the start Bryce Young dreamt of. He acknowledged those turnovers, and he said, I was not good enough to win. But, Pat, that's not unique for a top-pick QB to start the season. Look, Casey, there's a long history of quarterbacks struggling in their first start, especially ones picked first overall. Over the last 20 years, nobody has won. And we can now add Bryce Young to the list. So three turnovers, the headliner for Frank Reich and the Panthers in this one. Bryce Young and the offense did look good when the offense was balanced. But once they got down in the game and had to throw to win, they really struggled. So it is just the first of many for Bryce Young here in Carolina. But this is one that him and the team are going to want to have back. He'll 
be hard on himself, and each of us should be. That was kind of the message that we talked about in there. Every one of us, players and coaches, should be hard on ourselves. You know, in the next 24 hours, it should not taste good, and we need to eat every bit of it. When there's, you know, there's going to be winners and losers, and you know, it, it sucks to be on this side, but um, you know, you, you just you try to turn the page and use it as fuel and as motivation. Um, you know, to try to avoid and move forward, and you know. Um, Again, it, it's never fun, um, you know, being on the losing side. But at the end of the day, um, you know, again, I think it just drives us as a team. One player not concerned about Bryce Young was Brian Burns, who said, oh, he's not going to play like that again. He's going to bounce back. Burns much more concerned with his contract negotiations. Now, he wouldn't get into specifics, but did say he will play the rest of the season, saying, quote, God's got me. I'm playing. Casey? I think that's what Panther fans love to hear. Pat Welter, thank you so much. Now tonight on Sports Extra, Pat will rejoin me to go a little bit more in depth on this Panthers loss. Plus, we're going to recap college football Saturday, and we'll have plenty more. It all starts on Fox 50 following the 10 p.m. news. But first on WREL, it is the first Sunday night football of the season. we got Cowboys and Giants kickoff at 820. Well, Drake May likened last night's game to going for a test you didn't study for. But you know what? You end up pulling out a B and you just get by the test. And that's pretty much what sums up North Carolina. They got by App State with a double overtime win, 40-34. to Now, it wasn't quite as high scoring as last year's meeting, but it was the same back and forth, a dramatic affair. Really, all three meetings between these two teams since 2019 have been emotional roller coasters. So after last night's final meeting for the at least foreseeable future, Mac Brown says, you know what, at 72, he's through with this. One of the problems with those type games, we play Charlotte, we play NC Central next year, is that all of the pressure is on our kids. There's no pressure on App State because nobody thinks they're going to win a game. But all the pressure's on us. And unless we win, we're awful. Uh, and it, it just kills you. So I've had enough. I'll enjoy my house in Linville and, and uh, brag on all the App State players and, and their coaches. But I'm, I'm glad we're through. Now, in this week's AP poll, the Heels dropped three spots to number 20. Meanwhile, Duke remains at 21 after cruising to a 42-7 win over Lafayette. Julian, I don't know, I think these games are great for, let's just say, the state of North Carolina, and he did acknowledge Absolutely. that. Mac Brown said, you know, these are great, these are fun, but man, it's killing him. He's too old <laughs> for it, man, it's, it's stressing him out. I can see the stress in his eyes. <laughs> All right, Casey, thank you. And thank you for joining us tonight. NBC Nightly News is next. Have a great evening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.